0: Hey everyone, just want to encourage you to find us on your listening platform and give us a rating. Anywhere you listen to that has a rating system, go on over and give us a rating and maybe leave us a review. Let us know your thoughts. These ratings really do help. Thank you so much for listening. On to this week's episode.
1: Yo, Nicole. Hey, Rolando. Which Ninja Turtle do you identify the most with? (laughs) Well,
0: I like to think that i'm michelangelo but okay. i'm probably more of a Raphael at times
2: i oh, guess it depends
0: on the day or maybe okay. a donatello i don't know i don't know i have my moments of all four but i'd like to be a michelangelo what about I you think
1: everyone thinks they yeah. <laughs> are michelangelo i actually think i actually think myself to be more of a leonardo but i think i always devolve into Raphael. yeah and, and, like, I just was at a, a, a friend's wedding from the fraternity, and uh, I had all these memories, basically, of me uh, trying to be that leader, but always becoming the second in command because I was just too high-headed to just be the team leader. The team leader should be cool, calm, collected, and really be the face. I was never yeah. that person. I was always the one who would throw a chair at somebody, for example, at a meeting. <laughs> That's
2: my
0: Raphael, for sure. Eddie, what about you?
2: I'm more of a splinter kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) I actually totally
0: see that. I totally see that. Uh, If you don't know what we're talking about, guys, we're talking about the teenage mutant Ninja Turtles today. We're gonna get deep into the movies, not the comic books. So if you're, you know, a comic book, animated shows, video games, looking for all that content. Yeah, we're just gonna be talking about the movies. Yeah. yeah. Let's get right into it. Uh, I'm Nicole. And I'm Rolando.
2: And I'm Eddie Z.
0: And this is Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. An original podcast.
2: About unoriginality.
0: Today we're talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a super iconic 90s media property that I feel like if you are a millennial, it's just inescapable. You've seen some form of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles growing up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a huge part of your life. Definitely if you were an elder millennial, since that's like an very prominent in the late 80s, and when the first movie came out, that was like the height of its popularity, which is back in 1990. So I had been just born kind of like during the height of all of this. So I grew up born into a world that was obsessed with these turtles. And I have many, many memories of them in my youth.
1: Mm, What are your memories?
0: That movie, that 1990s movie has had Mm. such a huge impact on me. Like every time I pass a sewer, (laughs) I especially as a kid, I would always look down and be like, can I fit a box
1: of pizza down there? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> you could. Interesting. I don't know. New York City has some big ass sewer. Uh, like. They I don't do. Know what they're called railing grates. Covers so, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe covers. And you could Man definitely. Manholes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, you could definitely fit a pizza pie down there. Especially back then, I feel like pizzas were smaller back then. Now they're like so. Gargantuan. so
0: huge yeah well they got pizza hut too they didn't get like you know the new york kind they were into chain pizzas those guys
1: were they pizza hut or Domino's? i think they were Domino's.
0: i think it was both because i remember in one i've seen so many ninja turtle movies this week last three days one of them had pizza hut in it for sure i think
1: Domino's was the one in the 1990 movie that i because ju- i just saw it i think so and I, and it was a uh, domino pizza delivery man maybe it was pizza hut maybe the logo. no i'm pretty sure it was domino though it was the blue it was the blue and red
2: Mm.
0: yeah well no pizza hut is also red and black, black. and blue i think
2: yeah there's black more, so, really more blue, so
0: black though. but i think there was back in the day there used to be but. interesting that's, i'm not that, completely
1: that's a good sure. point actually like the logos probably have where were they changed? getting pizza they have hut, changed though? yeah wait what
2: where were they getting pizza hut i feel like growing up like pizza hut was always in it was such like the an-
0: fancy one right
2: yeah, it's always like Pizza
1: Hut was fancy.
2: Good, well, yeah, uh, for fast yeah. Food. Dark time. <laughs> you went food, and you yeah. sat. You got like sat. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I always felt like it was always placed in like far away areas. Even though it would be <laughs> like it would be like Brooklyn, but it would be like in this like area of Brooklyn, so like almost disconnected. I don't know. I felt like I've never felt like, oh, Pizza Hut's just around the corner. Mm-hmm. No, it was always like yeah. Ray's or Queen's Pizza that was just like every other block.
1: Okay, Mr. New York. Okay. <laughs> 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 this I mean, out of all three, I'm all born
0: and you. raised, right? Yeah. True, yes. <laughs> just born and raised in New York for sure. And also pork rinds. Um, I can't look at pork rinds without being like, pork rinds? Wait, they ate pork rinds? Mm-hmm. There was like a scene where Raphael is just like losing his mind again and being a big baby, and Michelangelo is to the side just offering Donatello some pork rinds. Okay. To I me, that's mind. like the epitome of chill. Like, while they're off being crazy, let me offer you one of my delicious pork rinds. So.
1: Pork rinds would always, could always calm me down. I love a good pork rind.
2: I mean, can we even say possibly that their ridiculous behavior came from this diet? that they proceeded <laughs> to yeah, indulge. <laughs> in? <laughs> yeah. Pizza, true. they are teenagers,
1: yeah, just eating straight up just pure saturated fat basically. Like yeah. I
2: look back at I look back at uh, always getting in trouble because I couldn't stay still or I couldn't keep my mouth shut. And then I remember that most of my diet really consists of sugary cereal <laughs> and mm-hmm. every soda, every soda you could imagine yep. was always available at my fingertips. Yeah, and son- have and and sunny delight, <laughs> and sunny delight. <laughs> yeah,
1: Eddie, you've told me this. I'm just like, sunny delight is so gross. Yeah, I've never yeah. had that ever.
0: It doesn't. You've even never had sunny delight,
1: no. Good no. for you. Uh, imagine never. when it
2: first. Uh, it it was like it was like drinking very thick syrup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> the best way. Of- I had a wa- I had to
2: water it down as a kid.
1: It didn't even need to be refrigerated. Yeah geez i think lot.
2: i i i, I kind of believe it couldn't freeze at some point some point it like <laughs> just couldn't freeze it but but i was saying yeah i was a crazy little kid i was like i think my diet has something to do with it but <laughs> maybe i digress <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about this. i mean maybe
1: that's what turned them into mutants if you really think about it yeah it wasn't you know, New York the, diet.
0: Um, it wasn't the nuclear stuff. It was definitely that terrible diet.
1: It was probably yeah. just made worse by their diet.
0: Not <laughs> too. Well, that's also probably what aged them so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're just going to get right into it. We got a couple of different Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to talk about. We're going to kick it off with the 90s one. But first, if you don't know, the story is is that there's four turtles. There's Leonardo, who's kind of like the leader of the four of them. Mm-hmm. There's Donatello, who's the brains and the smart yes. one. There's Michelangelo, who's the fun-loving and also the youngest. And then there's Raphael, the angsty, rebellious one.
1: Yeah, someone who wants to be the leader. and he's Yeah, like, and he's all in his feelings about yeah. it, yeah. Right.
0: Um, they are raised by a rat named Splinter, and they yes. live in the sewers off the train tracks of New York City, where they have, for the last 15 years, they are, I, th- I believe, in most media properties, at least around 15, it's 16 years 15 old. It's always 15 years later, yeah and they were born this way they were just regular rats i understand being in the sewers turtles don't know how they got there but they just kind of came across some green ooze one day and it morphed them into mutants and then they became ninjas and now Mm -hmm. they're teenagers and at the core they're turtles so right
1: yeah yeah that is the core it's It's so random
0: and wonderful (laughs) (laughs)
1: whatever it's true like i mean the minds the creators of the ninja turtles what minds they had so that those were kevin Kevin eastman Eastman and Peter and peter laird
0: yes yes uh and they have a long history with this property they had first comic books and there was an animated show for like 10 seasons and at the height of that popularity they turned it into an independent film right Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, when it came out in 1990, it was uh, distributed by New Line. So that was an independent film. And at that time, it was the most successful independent film ever. It was a
1: huge film. I believe it. Because if you think about it, like... All right. Can we just talk... We're just going to get right into it, the 1990 movie? Yeah, let's
0: talk about the 1990 movie by Steve Barron with... Prosthetics and special effects by Jim Henson and the Jim I, Henson Company.
1: I think it was like his last one before he died. right? Yes,
0: yes. He died in 1990, so absolutely was.
1: Those prosthetics still hold up
0: upon they, rewatching it. This movie 20, still holds up, I, dude.
1: <laughs> I was rewatching it. I'm just like, yo, the prosthetic work in this film is so like good, and I watched rewatching the in uh, a little bit of reverse order i don't know why they went full cgi for the fucking 2014 one it was just such a huge fucking mistake i don't know if it was full cgi i think they tried to do some person in a suit for like the shadow shots but it was still it was just not they did yeah it, so ain't it.
0: it was motion captured and there were actual actors wearing turtle suits on set for the 2014
1: oh there but you go see still it, just still it was too cgi it was rendered. too cgi no absolutely the, yeah these turtles they all had like i mean they all look the same but they all had like a different feel from the body language of the actors and stuff yes yes and the voice acting
0: which is also you know important when it comes to more practical effects when there's a person mm-hmm. in there adding their personal flair to it but
1: hmm. yeah so, no, because since you know you the the face i mean let's be real like the mouth don't move too much they don't yeah. move so much so you have to rely on the rest of your body to really emote
0: absolutely i mean i'm gonna come right out and say it that this is my favorite of the ninja turtle movies
1: i mean i think uh, i think i like the second one a little bit better the second of this 90s trilogy of this trilogy yeah but the second one is a little campier
0: it is it's less dark and less serious
2: because this film is actually
1: pretty dark yeah, no, no. It, like, both visually and, like, actually thematically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Raphael got his ass handed to him and they have to go heal him in, like, the woods, which is actually ripped from the comic books.
0: There you go. Comic books, yeah, comic books are dark. Um, pretty much, it's New York, and there is a massive crime wave happening with uh-huh. there being, at the core of it, a clan behind it, the Foot Clan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are ruled by Shredder. And these are all just a bunch of wayward children, essentially, like teenagers and kids who have been pretty much inducted into this cult-like clan mm-hmm. uh, for their own, for the clan's own, like, power-hungry, mm-hmm. you know, motivations and whatnot. Uh, and it's just like all of these kids, you know, they they just don't have a happy home life. They're misunderstood. They're on the streets. It's like, it's dark, right? This isn't I- like a happy world that we are entering into.
1: Yeah. Which is like what people really thought of New York in the '90s. I feel like, because I remember if you were watching news, it was just like a crime-ridden like hellhole, uh, full of like just <laughs> porn <laughs> on every corner. Yeah. Oh,
0: 42nd Street. Yeah, <laughs> like, used to be, used to be the place to gross. go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But
1: yeah, uh, I found it hilarious that that was what the crime wave consisted of. It was just teenagers. Just, yeah. stealing Just stealing everything. Just stealing, they are like...
0: like they are like so coordinated though.
1: <laughs> like what is <a laughs> TV? The
0: old TV in the beginning. I know. I think he must be like reselling it or something.
1: I guess it's a kind profit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. But also a really young Sam Rockwell is up in there.
1: Oh. Did you I notice didn't... him? I did not notice him.
0: Yeah, he's one of the kids. Hmm he's like the leader that he's not danny but like you know one of the other ones Mm -hmm. anyway so the turtles are here they're existing underneath us in the sewers and whatnot and they want to be like vigilantes essentially along with this other guy named casey and they want to help out with this crime wave that's going on and they somewhat i forget how but they befriend a news reporter who's reporting on all of this april o'neill they rescue her they rescue her that's right And, yeah, and April is also just a complete mainstay within this franchise. So we're always going to see April. For the most part, we're usually going to see Casey, the four turtles, and Splinter. Splinter in this is performed by Kevin Clash, who's also known for being Elmo. And it's also my favorite form of Splinter. Oh, shut up! Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: I do. I think the animatronics for Splinter is also pretty...
0: Yeah. And I think just like the most nice. effective like version of like, yeah, that is what like a rat would look like. And also like, weirdly enough, I don't know why this is a valid opinion, but what a rat would sound like. <laughs> 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 so now my biggest qualm with this movie though is that, and what is my biggest qualm with other movies is that it's really hard to determine who's who outside of Raphael because the movie is so focused on like him and his problems and he's got tons of them in this movie that it's like okay so who are the other three particularly Donatello and Michelangelo
1: uh I think Donatello and Michelangelo for sure are the ones that are least developed in the yeah. original 1990 film I would agree with you because with Leonardo at least we know he's the leader and he has like the struggle with Raphael who doesn't want to be led yes right mm-hmm. so we, we so those two are very very much easy to distinguish Donatello and Raphael, Lesser. I mean, Donatello, you know, he comes with quips about like, there was a funny joke. It's just like with uh, Casey where he's, you have claustrophobia. And then Casey's like, I never even looked at a man before. What are you talking about? I don't know Mm. if you caught that joke. He 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 was was talking about homosexual.
0: Uh, It was a silly little
1: joke, but I thought it was funny. (laughs) And it's Uh, it's so
0: interesting though, because Donatello was voiced by Corey Feldman, who was a huge star at that time. So you think he'd have a bigger role. Oh, I thought
1: Corey Feldman was going to be Michelangelo. I honestly couldn't tell who You couldn't tell. They just
0: were so interchangeable. Yeah. Which is such a shame. Because that's the thing. Like, if there's four of them, you know, make them kind of each their own dynamic personality. But the movie just gets a little too taken away with the whole Raphael and Leonardo thing. More so Raphael. And also, that voice actor. What a voice actor. Oh, I'm going to get you. Like, he's just... They always make Raphael so Brooklyn- Yes. Which must do. be, like, their commentary on, like, toxic masculinity or something. I don't know. Sure.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they were thinking of toxic masculinity in the late I, 80s, I, early 90s. I, no,
0: they were. They they were, like, acknowledging it without realizing they were. Um, because, like, <laughs> Raphael is just so ridiculous in that movie. So... Is it me? Yeah. Is is Or is it, like, is he not so ridiculous?
1: I don't know if he's so ridiculous, but I get it. Like, he doesn't want to live in the shadows and he wants to be the leader and like he doesn't think that splinter is letting him like be his true self so he reacts in these like terrible ways like for example when he got ambushed for and got like the shit beat out of him it wasn't yes. really his fault all he did was just storm out of a fight that he had an argument with uh then he got ambushed that's not his fault necessarily no not necessarily his fault you yeah. right mean? uh the fight that he got in with Casey, I think the, when we first see him interacting with Casey for the first time, I think it was it interesting because like that was just straight up bravado on the both. Um, it was like a pissing contest between these two men. Pretty uh, much. One is yeah. an actual humid who does not flinch an eye the, about the fact that this guy is a fucking turtle. I know, right? He's like right? nice at costume no point, or something. Yeah, yeah like, at no point does he care. Actually, that's the other part I did enjoy about this film. Like, There's a scene where like the turtles are running and they jump over a cab and uh the guy's like what the fuck was that and the cabbie's like i don't know like some giant turtle and they're like okay well we're gonna keep moving which i feel is so new york it's like yeah. we don't we don't care
0: yeah <laughs> like, <what's laughs> don't care? Like, it's true yeah um i mean honestly though like this movie like we said it holds up especially with the fight sequences and the fact that these men in these costumes like it's it doesn't look problematic and also the backstory and the way that like they, they go like the flashback kind of aspect to it and the way that they shoot it with yeah, the little Muppets. It works with so the little freaking Muppets, well. And yeah. I think
1: they're using the black screen mm-hmm. and just focusing on the actual puppetry. I thought it was nice. I actually had forgotten how kind of beautiful this, this film is. And knowing that I didn't know it was independent. See, I thought it was like an actual studio film. So the fact yeah. that it's independent just shows you like what is hollywood doing nowadays i
0: know this movie was made on a 13 million dollar budget
1: 13 that's crazy for the 90s that is which i'm crazy. sure which was more
0: but still and it got 200 million dollars in box office
1: i that's good for them yeah for i them. mean this movie no was wonder, huge so no wonder they made that sequel like immediately after.
0: immediately after did now do you also do you know the third film where they go back to of Japan? Of course,
1: I've seen the the third film. I, I have
0: not phobe. seen the third.
1: <gasps> it's not good in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I've heard a lot of people like kind of re have taken it back and like look at it as a reappreciation of it, but I feel like that's in camp value.
1: No, sure. it may be in camp value. I mean, you see the the turtles dressed up as like actual ninjas and samurai. It's silly. I forgot <laughs> how they even got back in time. Oh, they they there was like a device that they that they hold and it takes them back in time. Man, Do I wonder if
0: they sold that from Back to the Future. They were like, "Well, Back or- to the Future went back uh, in time to
1: the, I, US, so. the what's it called? Although, and it's not related, but I used to play the shit out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. Okay, which was such an excellent game. Like, I played that as a kid, and then like when we I was in college in the frat house, we even whipped out the and the place the Nintendo and would play the shit out of it because it's such a fun game. And uh, actually, we we're getting ourselves hyped up with that one for the TMNT because you know the TMNT film from 2007 was a a uh, a sequel to the third one, right? It was supposed to be a continuity.
0: Yes. Now, should we should we just talk about TMNT?
1: Do you want to talk a little bit about it? Have you seen it?
0: I did see it. I saw it this week for the first time.
1: Okay. What are your thoughts?
0: Um. So it's interesting that it's supposed to be a continuation of. The original trilogy because Mm -hmm. the way it begins was just like yeah these guys raised by Splinter and the Mm -hmm. sewers they don't really spend too much time on the backstory
1: yeah because it's a it's a sequel
0: straight up sequel so then it just automatically begins with Leonardo in like Central or South America I can't remember which one and he's been sent there by Splinter in order to become a better leader Mm -hmm. so right off the bat I'm like what was wrong with like I don't I just since I didn't see the third film. Maybe I missed something there, too.
1: I can't say that I remember there being drama between Leonardo being a leader and stuff. Maybe he was upset, like they were all stuck in time for so, so long.
0: Hmm. It could be (laughs) that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was because like after they had defeated Shredder, they like were growing apart. And so in order for him to learn how to be a leader again, he had to be sent out there.
1: Which is interesting because, like, they've gone back... Be- this is a sequel to the third one. The third one doesn't yeah. even talk about Stratter at any point. Like, he's a non-existent yeah. character in the third one. Uh, where he is a little bit more omnipresent in the TMNT, the reboot. He's not present because he's dead, but his daughter is trying to revive him or something. I think that's the plot Are you talking about Karai? I- yeah, she's his daughter or a follower. Uh, yeah, I don't.
0: I wasn't sure if that was his daughter
1: or not, but I think I know it she's might, a big maybe character. it's like in the comics. So if you're like a no in the comics, you know that she is the daughter, but she's trying to revive him or something. I think that's like the plan. I think that's ultimately their goal, right? They're like trying to they bring bring out demons or something.
0: Yes, that they're they're trying to get like a this rich guy, um, uh-huh. Max Winters. He has like this thing that he wants to access these thirteen monsters from the past
1: Uh, like the 13 ghosts yeah like
0: a a portal kind of yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um like um one of them being bigfoot and i don't know to be honest i already i'm I'm gonna be honest with you
1: i didn't rewatch this film because i didn't care that much about it i did go see it in theaters i was super excited for it because i like the idea of oh let's see cgi turtles and my girl sarah michelle geller was april o'neill uh, Chris That's Evans right. before this is mind you before, before Captain, Captain America. America he was Casey yes and I think in this movie like they're already like engaged or something right like they're like full yeah they're engagement. living together yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so yeah I was it was I okay watching it and just like not caring too much yeah about it. It, like just, it was
0: a it li- I mean it was very I liked the animation and yeah, I thought that I was an effective way. Nice. To, mm-hmm. to, like, okay, keep this, like, franchise alive. But I just really wasn't that engaged in the story. Yeah. And they really did put a lot with, like, Leonardo and Raphael's conflict. Mm-hmm. But, again, I really did, f- once again, feel like Donatello and Michelangelo kind of fell to the side.
1: Yeah. And- Interesting. So, I think the third one was more so Michelangelo's story. I think that might be how it stands out. Because Michelangelo really forms a friendship with these the japanese feudal system families that he oh they do well so this michelangelo specifically
0: michelangelo specifically so this film was supposed to get a sequel and where all of splinter and three of the turtles all reform back to their animal-like states except for michelangelo and he has to like bring them back to their mutant selves and they like release an image for it and like this is what the second one will be but it never happened that would have been interesting because you know getting a different ninja a turtle at the like center of a story other than either leonardo or rafael which is i don't know like that's one of the things that i was always hoping to see in one of these movies and they all just kind of that's when they became interchangeable even for me Where i'm like wait which one is this again was this the bay one or was this the animated one i can't remember
1: Oh, the films you beat. <laughs> with the films,
0: yes. Um, and that's the right. problem with films, too, is that you know, with unlike TV shows where you have all this room to have these character development, as Rolando's always saying, that's why it's a better medium, mm-hmm. um, it's hard because you kind of end up telling the same stories because they're the better ones for films. You know what I mean? We, and yeah. we always have to hear the backstory. We always have to have yeah. that leader conflict with the rebellious one, and then it just gets a bit repetitive.
1: Right. So, Th- so that reminds me of... Right, because if you watch a TV show, you know the dynamics of all the turtles at that yes. point. Yes, You know how they work and interact, and who's supposed to be who. So, like, then that just carries over into your overall knowledge of like how they interact with each other. So, yes, yes, that's true.
0: Absolutely, but then it's also you get like smaller stories, at least for the animated series. I'm sure they're they're only yeah. Like half I mean, but you also
1: get like out. way cooler bad guys. You get Krang. Yeah, Krang, instead of I just think. the same ones. Okay. Baxter, uh, who else is there? There's like a robot turtle. Eddie, did you, did you used to watch a cartoon?
2: Not really. <gasps> wow. No, I didn't really.
1: You weren't a fan of the turtles?
2: uh No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Love it. Hey, it's just honesty. Uh, To me it was all about that original movie And that's kind of where it began and ended for me But I do know the song of the original Series like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles Turtle Power
1: Turtles Um, in a half shell Turtle Turtle power.
0: Power yeah it's a good song But I didn't really like watch it so I missed though TMNT when it came out In the theaters I also missed the Michael Bay one Because you know He made Transformers And he was like It was such a successful franchise He's like wow Let me produce now Another beloved 90s property
1: Yeah I thought he directed it It turns out he did not He did
0: not direct it He produced it And that had Actually a sequel That did horribly But I didn't even know It freaking had a sequel Uh, And uh Yeah yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 By Jonathan Liebsman I saw this for the first time The other
1: day I'm sure you did too Same I never I didn't watch this in the theaters. I did not like the way they animated these turtles. I think they looked so ugly. Yeah. I don't know what the company was thinking. I think it's either Viacom or Paramount or uh I don't know who owns the rights at this point. And Nickelodeon. I think it's, Nickelodeon they their Nickelodeon was. Yeah, owned so it's by Paramount. Paramount. It's Paramount.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um so this was when the film for me it was like, Okay, this is like feeling less and less like these boys are teenagers and they're just like grown men. Because Yeah. And with each film, too, like the 90s film, they don't really feel like teenagers either. They don't. Even in TMNT, they're animated. They still don't really feel much like teenagers there. They don't feel like teenagers at all in this movie, which is like whatever. And that's also one of the things that I'm excited for the 2023 film to talk about. Mm -hmm. But like... This film is also not really about the turtles. You know how a lot of people complained when they did the Power Rangers movie because they're like they spend so much time not being the Power Rangers yeah, they were that like I was promised really power. Yeah,
1: that's true. So which is a fair complaint. A
0: fair complaint. A fair complaint about this movie is that this is not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. This is an April movie.
1: This is very much an April movie, and April in this film is the beautiful Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Who but, really
0: can hold a movie by on her own? But we didn't come here for Megan Fox.
1: You think? So? I don't know. Um. Wait, hang on. Maybe this is coming because your lesbian is coming out here because she's so <laughs> she's so gorgeous. She's so I, gorgeous. Even, even as a gay man, like I will say, it's just like yeah, she's fucking like how I understand the appeal. But I don't know. I didn't. Maybe it wasn't necessarily that Megan Fox gonna hold the movie, but like the plot they gave her was so fucking convoluted because, Yeah. and part of the reason i came to find out that the reason the plot is so convoluted is actually let me backtrack let's tell you a little bit of, about the plot april o'neill she works for a news organization with uh will not will forte will, will arnett will arnett uh who i thought was gonna be casey but it was, he's not casey he's not casey uh, will arnett is just a sl- kind of a sleazebag, like really hitting like sexual harassing the shit out of her yeah uh undermining but april her Im- everything yeah but april she's investigating these crimes that are connected to the foot clan and uh the news organization led by whoopi goldberg of all people i know <laughs> does, right? does not believe her she they think she's crazy and they give her like these like kind of like puff piece assignments uh she ends up encountering the Foot Clan because the Foot Clan are getting tired of having their plans thwarted by these turtles. So they kind of do like a hostage situation in like a train station in uh, in New York. And, uh, you know, uh, April O'Neil is there. She's capturing her on camera. And then that's where she sees the turtles for the first time. And when she learns the names of the turtles and she goes home, she comes to discover that, oh, my God, these were her turtles. And that's Mm -hmm. where I kind of was just like, I'm done with this fucking film. This movie is so (laughs) fucking stupid. April O'Neil, like the way they connected her to the backstory of the turtles was so fucking dumb. Yeah. But anyway, it turns out that April O'Neil was the daughter of a scientist who was working on like some ooze. And uh, this is what the foot soldiers are after. But they, uh, they, they just couldn't. So like her mentor, like this family friend who's played by the paraplegic in mom I don't I don't know you, you I've seen him everywhere but I don't know his actor's name yeah I, uh, don't, I don't
0: know the actor's name either
1: so he turns out to be like a devout follower of shredder yeah and uh he is I don't know like action ensues and stuff and then like end of the world shit at the end um it was <laughs> such a convoluted mess of a story but I come to find out the reason was a little bit convoluted right because shredder has no real connection to the turtles Right. Mm, it's actually mm. this one other guy, the the mentor to uh, to Megan Fox. The reason <laughs> this happened, though, and it's so weird is because uh, they were uh, producing the film and halfway through that guy who she's friends with, the old, the rich guy. He was supposed to be Shredder. But I see Michael Bay and like some of the other producers are just like, mm, we might get in trouble because like Shredder is like, like he's Asian. Yeah. and like i feel like they just felt it just like i just feel like the fan base would just like rebel so they decided <laughs> to change the story halfway through filming and make him like kind of a devout follower but therefore nixing shredder's connection to the turtles that he would have had otherwise and oh splinter was also like her pet or something her pet mouse yep Hmm. her that pet rat yeah yeah and, which yeah every girl has a pet rat who does who does um it just it was, yeah. it, was, it yeah. didn't
0: work. The movie was very tropey, like
1: predictable, mm-hmm. but not in like
0: a fun way because tropes can be fun in movies, you know, especially when you're like familiar with the template. It's not what you do; it's how you do it. And then the right. way they did it was very uninspired.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I was, I, 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 I got through half the film, and I was like, I'm just speeding through like the plot points. Yeah, I yeah, that's what
0: Yeah, it's no, like- I uh-huh i went and made coffee you know i let the movie play yeah 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 like uh,
1: <laughs> i this was it was not this was not it and this was not me- it it's a lesson I, of if this movie did succeed i do think it's because of megan fox's beauty like people just want to go yeah no for I, sure she kind of i mean this was supposed to be like a little bit of a comeback for her because she kind of had like uh no real big films prior to this right like she did jennifer's body which well, she,
0: the Transformers movies. Yeah, Jennifer's but body But she talked shit she about could. Michael
1: Bay. Yeah. And then she kind of got blacklisted from the rest of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. I think that's also probably why... I think that's part of the reason why Shia LaBeouf quit, too. Like, the treatment for Meg. I could be making that up. But I'm pretty sure that's why he wasn't in subsequent films as much.
0: Aw. Well, that's uh, that's sweet of him. But he also got blackballed by, like, yeah. I was going to say, so, uncharacteristic. <laughs> I mean, this movie did successfully enough... Uh, financially, that they got a sequel, which totally bombed. And it, they scraped a third film. Like, it just did not do well at all. Well, so.
1: I, I don't know. I I knew it had gotten a sequel, and my reaction when they announced a sequel, and I saw, you know, trailers where I'm just like, people actually wanted this? Like, yeah. who wanted this? Sequ- they should have just, Nickelodeon should have just... Money talks. You know. Money talks. Yeah. I know money talks, but the problem is just like, sometimes it's like, just take the win. You don't have yeah. to like try to keep making profit yeah. off of it, yeah. Because I think during this time, they had rebooted also the Ninja Turtles on Nickelodeon. I think as a successful TV show, it had a few seasons.
0: Uh huh. A lot of people like that TV show, so
1: yeah. And so, but I think they we're just trying to capitalize off of it, and it just, it just wasn't it. I also didn't watch that one because I didn't like the way the turtles were animated. I think they were a little bit more closely animated to this kind of style, mm. where like the turtles are supposed to look more realistic of, like, what turtles would look like if they were humanized, I guess? I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, no. I'm also not feeling, like, the costumes. Like, the costumes are just, like, kind of...
0: Just everything about it sucked.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was just not good. It was just not a good good movie. And you know what? A waste of Will Arnett's talent.
0: Of everyone, Will Arnett. Yeah. No, for sure. And Whoopi. And Whoopi. (laughs)
1: Let me tell you. Like, you get Whoopi. Like, why are we wasting her to be, like, the cranky news editor you know yeah yeah
0: although i did find that subway sequence in the beginning of the film to be kind of effective like i was like oh this is cool but other than that
1: remind me what that sequence was
0: when um karai wants to find the turtles to bring them to shredder and oh so and she, they and she, get all the hostages and then mm-hmm. they like they come out and then they like defeat them in the darkness really quickly mm-hmm. that's like scary what? and like yeah
1: was it in this one Where the turtles are talking to April, but like they're kind of talking in like deep, scruffy voices. And they're like, why are you talking like Batman? Or is that the new one? That might be the new one.
0: They began the new one like that.
1: Okay, so I'm thinking of the new one. Never mind then.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the new one. At this point, we get a new Ninja Turtles movie every seven to ten years, it seems. Because, you know, millennials, the rights, rights, (laughs) I guess they expire. It's gone through the hands of so many different people. Uh, Like they said, you know, like I think Kevin Eastman, one of the guys has like officially walked away from it, but then the other one stayed on and then they worked with when they resold it to Nickelodeon and whatnot to kind of like revitalize it. Mm
2: -hmm. It was
0: actually because they were going to make a third film and then when they saw how badly the second film, Out of the Shadows, went... They said, let's just do a reboot that's going to be animated. And so this Mm -hmm. has been in the plans since the flop of the second film. And they're just like, let's always make sure there's going to be new Ninja Turtles content. Mm -hmm. Because these millennials, now they're parents. And now they want this thing that is so true to them and so um, special that to their childhood to be something a part of their children's childhoods. And let me tell you, my theater was freaking packed on a Tuesday, 12 p.m. showing with Ugh, mine was, kids. too,
1: with lots of kids. Lots and of kids. Let me fucking tell you, they're so fucking annoying. They really are. There should be like warnings <laughs> really that tell us it's just like this might be a lot of I guess we should know. That's like film. I mean,
0: yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's meant for children. But like I got like row B7 and I was like, I'm going to be alone in the front. A family of 19 came. And took up all of row A and B, and I was in the middle of that family. There's
1: no way that was one family. That had to be. No, like it was a one family. Outing. Like,
0: literally, there was an adult saying, You sit there, you sit there, you sit there. That I mean, like I'm sure it was like something. when I say family, it was cousins, whatever, but mm-hmm. like everybody was there together, and I was in the middle of them. And it was so I, I even turned to one of the adults and said, I could switch with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't end up doing that. It was really awkward. Anyway. They didn't take you up on that offer? They did not take me up on that offer. They were like, you really sweet. It's okay. And Absolutely.
1: That's a crazy move. I would have taken you up been like, thank you. You're so polite. I, know. I don't think I would have offered, though. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> I just didn't want to be in the middle of this damn family. But I, disregard, uh, I digress. So, it's this new movie that I feel like is also kind of going to be in the new realm of... Uh, Kind of these comic book movies that are based off of the success of the Spider-Verse. Yes. It's films. This felt very like, oh, because the Spider-Verse films did so well, this was born kind yes. of a
1: thing. I, I would agree. Wait, actually, I'm so glad you said that. Because can we just go back and just say thank you to the Spider-Verse for giving the animation studios leverage and uh, giving them like some leverage to like try other creative art styles. Because that is one thing I will praise about this movie. It's just like, this is a visually beautiful movie. And I'm so happy for it. And Disney is even trying out different art styles. Like, you know that trailer for that Wish, yep. Mm -hmm. Wish. I'm so excited to see that one. It's just like, oh, this looks absolutely beautiful. I'm so glad. And let's be real. That's because prior to Spider-Verse, like, a lot of the animation, they all look the same. Yeah. And Spider-Verse said it's just like, we can try something something. different. It's fucking animation.
0: Yeah, and I and it's getting theatrical release
1: releases, and it's really exciting. Actually, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, no, I mean that's the one thing I will say. This movie, in terms of like animation, was absolutely gorgeous. Sometimes I think the animation style didn't lend itself to the action sequences. Okay, sometimes I think it got. I think it got a little too busy. Eddie, agree or disagree? I agree. Okay,
2: especially during like really intense action scenes, it almost seemed. So blurry, like, yeah, like, was just, like it was just you couldn't comprehend what was happening. Yeah, it was like really messy, and uh, I it took me away from like really enjoying some of the scenes.
1: Yeah, okay,
2: yeah. But I could outside see that. of that,
1: I think the animation still was. I think it was. I love like the kind of like the line, uh, like the kind of like the like almost like pencil drawing like effects that they were going. Oh with. yeah, I thought yeah, it was gorgeous. It,
0: it it kind of so it was done by Micros Animation and Sinest. And these are two different um, places. They have like, they're in Montreal and Paris and Vancouver. And Mm -hmm. the inspiration that they were given was school notebook sketches.
1: Yeah. And that is kind
0: of like how it feels. You know, I
1: liked it. I actually, yeah, I I dug it. I thought this animation was absolutely wonderful.
0: I think that this film overall really worked for me, at least. Um, First of all, let's just say that this film is about teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, more than any other film is. Most of the time, they're just Mutant Ninja Turtles. This film, they are teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, more than any of the other films, now they are teenagers. And that was one of the things that I think they were looking to explore with this. And they wanted to make it kind of a coming of age film. One of the uh, writers of this film was Seth Rogen, along Mm -hmm. with Evan Goldberg, Dan Hernandez, and Benji Samet. Now, he began, like, he opened the movie. At my theater did he open the movie with at yours
1: no what do you mean he opened the movie like he gave like a. oh wait did he i was late yeah he He did did? he did
2: he did okay yeah like
1: oh my god i was stuck behind like the slowest fucking orderers (laughs) concession stand (laughs) i just don't understand it's just like yo we have this horrible system their system is is uh, so so terrible at
2: at sea
0: focus yeah no i yeah bad food lines can ruin the movie experience so anyway uh he like gave this whole thing saying you know he's really excited for the turtles to come back and that we all are in the theater blah 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 and it i was like oh no i hope this doesn't feel like a seth rogan movie but it actually didn't he was able to kind of remove himself from it and really tell this story and mm-hmm. these boys these teenagers they really felt developed in this film dare i say the least developed in this one was Raphael.
1: i would agree I think uh, they really steered away from trying to make Raphael like the cranky, uh, I don't want to be like bossed around. Like they were trying to figure, they were trying to steer away from that. And as a result, he just got lost, which is fine, though, because we've gotten so much Raphael though over the years. We have. Yeah. They're
0: like, we've seen enough of that dynamic. Now let's show us a little bit more of Donatello, who they gave glasses. Let's get a little bit of Michelangelo, who's the shortest and the like his voice wasn't actually the youngest out of all of them. That was Donatello, surprisingly. Donatello like he sounded was voice, yes. like he hadn't even reached puberty. And yeah. then there was Leonardo <laughs> who was like coming to terms with his own leadership qualities. The only thing was that yeah. Raphael would like, you know, bust his balls a lot. Yeah. So now this And I movie- like that
1: Raphael was like more hulking than all the others.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because
1: there's a sequence where you see them as babies and we're trying to figure out like, wait, who's who? <laughs> yeah I'm like i guess a big one has to be raphael right like the the chubby one
0: yeah and they all and this one to make it easier too they have their initials on their belts yeah so i mean the you, colors usually the colors is if, enough, but, but <laughs> if you're a slow kid and you can't figure that out so i guess this film also kind of gives another version of their backstory kind of like batman we're just always going to get their backstory of how they became mutant ninja turtles Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one gives a little bit more As to who was responsible For making sure that there was Or f- for providing this Now what exactly was this mutagen That they were like You know d- dilly dallying And that turned them into mutants They to... were
1: uh, It was Baxter at the beginning of the film Who I think in the in the... I Baxter be wrong, Stockman like, Yeah so I think in the comics And in the original animated T V show like he's the guy who becomes a fly. He becomes fly. But mm. in this one he dies. But he was working on like some mutant like family. You know, yeah, kinda he was creating like some mutant gel to create like, you know, mutant creatures. Mm-hmm. And uh this shadow government quasi government uh you know, mercenaries came. They wanted to steal his research, but it said uh he ends up dying and like losing a lot of it. But in the process of losing it i think some of it fell into like the the toilet or something or like the sewer grates and then it ended up infecting these turtles
0: and splinter and splinter uh yeah and then we get a little bit of a backstory for not only that but splinter who was kind of like looked down on by everyone looked down on by other sewer animals and other what is a yeah. rat considered again uh vermin, uh, vermin. Uh, by other vermin and then by <laughs> humans right and so now yeah. he finally gets this mutant gene in him and he transforms and stuff, and he's still looked at as an outsider. So, the, at the yeah. core of it, his story is that nobody will ever see him for who he really is and just will always treat him like a fucking freak. It's and a story of this, fear.
1: He's afraid of the outside world because of how it's treated him.
0: Yes. And there's a sequence where he goes to New York. Mm hmm. Yeah. And with the babies and stuff. And yeah. A, a little emotional, too, like seeing. People just, like, kind of treat other people disrespectfully.
1: Well, um, all right. Hey, God. Whoa. He's, he's not a person. a giant rat. All right? <laughs> <laughs> in New York, but still. I feel uh, like... I don't know. I don't know if I'd be, like, kosher hanging out with, like, a giant rat person in Times Square. Would you, Eddie? If you saw a giant rat person, are you telling me that
2: you would befriend this guy? Oh, I don't know if I would befriend, but I, I don't think I would be mobbing either. I right? would
1: totally be in that mob. <laughs> I would be, like, in that pitch... Uh, what is it? Like, with pitchforks? Yeah, you'd be leading and the mob, yeah. Probably leading it, yeah. Like, you know, like, say, franken yeah. Frankenstein's monster. Like, no. No. yeah.
0: Which, oh, by the way, I forgot to say that for news, but there's going to be a Bride of Frankenstein remake, I think, with Maggie Gyllenhaal directing it. Oh. And Christian Bale is going to star in it. I don't know to what oh. extent, but...
1: I, I, that was, like, not a... Uh, I like Christian Bale, but I also, like, I find him so tiring. Yeah, I think his his
0: <laughs> reign has come and gone kind of a thing. Yeah, it's like,
1: I, I I like his movies, but God, he's just, like, trying so hard to win another Oscar. Or has he won an Oscar? I don't think he has won an Oscar, no. Okay, to get another Oscar nomination.
0: Yeah, probably. You know. So, because of this horrifying, you know, incident and in realizing that his young boys are obsessed with the human world, he too... Che- he trains them in the art of ninjutsu pretty much to protect themselves because he is mm-hmm. afraid for them that they're going to go out there one day and they're just going to find that it's going to be terrible and they're going to get milked by humans, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty that- funny. <laughs> that whole milking gag. Yeah. Um, yeah, But all, the, all they want is just to be normal. They just want to be part of, you know, humans and they want to go to high school
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very very much a little mermaid here Like it's just like yeah. grass of side, yep. Part yep. of your world Part of your world That kind of thing Yeah And, and But yeah, pretty instantly
0: was... They kind of be- meet And somewhat befriend April Mm-hmm Now we gotta talk a little bit about April Because In this Version Every version we've seen her on screen She's been white And she's been very pretty But in this version She's black And Wow
1: Whoa Hey God true you, sure you don't think that this April is pretty?
2: No, but I feel like they've That's done like saying. April, like, like I, I was looking at some old pictures of her, like the cartoon, how she was like so slender ro- and like robust, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, in the front area, you know, her breasts, yeah, she cleavage going she, on, the yeah, swelling always for attention, so and always like and and always like her 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 thing was always like to give show a little cleavage mm-hmm. too so she was kind of always drawn to in be very sexy
0: yes they always yeah they always sexualize the shit out of her whereas in this version they make her a teenage girl
2: yes
1: and april they o make puke. her
0: black now there's some sort of i guess contradicting reports because when april was first developed mm-hmm. in the comic books i think it was I forget which one, if it was Eastman or Laird, but they based her off of their girlfriend at the time. Who was biracial. Who was biracial. Yes. And so, so, like, if you look up pictures of April, and I shared it with you in the chat, if you haven't seen it, too, like, she is clearly a person of color.
1: No. No. Okay. Yeah. So, I actually did a deep dive on this because Eddie had mentioned this to me, and I was like, really? I didn't know that. So, I was looking it up. And someone actually wrote a whole write up. So, what we're looking at here, she looks like a person of color, but it's a white woman with a perm, which was very trendy at the time.
2: Okay. Did like, you not?
1: That's what this is. This is a white woman with a perm. It was like okay. an entire storyline for, for the turtles. Uh, like, what's it called? Like, the turtles hated her perm. And finally, eventually, after a few issues, she finally went back to the stream. <laughs> Damn. Okay.
0: Well, so there is so the, yeah, like.
1: that. It caused a lot of confusion, That that's still. We're going to put it on our show notes, guys, so you can check it out, because it is confusing. We yeah. forget that the perm was popular in the 80s. It was popular.
0: But that's the thing, like, there is it, there's conflicting reports on to how she was, like, born and what she was always supposed to be. But yeah, she eventually became and stayed white. So this is kind of them going back to the the roots of yeah. April being more... Like, I guess, racially ambiguous and whatnot.
1: Well, I think so. Um, th- I saw the article that I had read. I'm going to also link in the show notes. But she was historically usually white, but not always white. There have been instances where there have been Black Aprils. So it's not like a hard and fast rule in the comics. Just on the screen, she's always been white. So Got this it. was our first on-screen on on-screen person of color, April. Yeah, And it wasn't like... And they, it wasn't... Her being a person of color wasn't, like, integral to the storyline. She was just no, a person of wasn't. color. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: I thought this April was adorable. I think she was my favorite April. She actually had her own character arc because she was a wannabe journalist who had right. to get over her own fears. Fear and of the fact that being on camera. Of being on camera. she had, And she went viral after she was on camera once and she puked
1: everywhere. Spoiler alert. Sorry. It's a... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she. It was. I think that's a funny. It was a funny gag, like watching her trying to report the news and just like throwing up for a really, really embarrassingly long time. Yeah, and they just they but, make her very real. Yeah, because I think she's what very I like about it. Yes, but I think what I liked about her was just like April has always. Every time we've seen her on screen, she's kind of been cool, calm, collected, daring. Dare I say, sexy also. But here, it's not that she. Here, they make her more, like, realistic in the sense of, like, okay, like, fear of public speaking is a very, very common thing that a lot of us can relate to. Not me. I've always been great at public speaking. Same. (laughs) But (laughs) others, like, I think it's, like, I think there were studies out there that, like, people would prefer to get attacked by a shark than to speak in public. People are crazy. Yeah, that's how much the fear is of, of public speaking. Okay. That's a real thing, and so it's something. So, and we're seeing her journey to becoming a journalist. Yes. Also, which I also liked, and the fact that we made her young, I thought was was cute. And uh, the turtles being young and being corny, and like her calling them out on like kind of how corny they are. Yeah, but also, also being really obsessed cute. with them,
0: where she had that like notebook yeah. of questions. It was like, do you guys have ears? Like, how do they do this? How do they do that? <laughs> and also, from the moment he sees her, Leonardo likes her. Like, he yes. instantly has a crush on her, which I also thought which, was just, like, so cute.
1: I thought it was weird because it's just, like, he's a turtle. What is he going to? I mean, he's There's nothing going to happen. But I guess. Has, yeah.
0: Even if something doesn't happen, like, whatever. He has feelings. That <laughs> reminds cute. me of
1: the funniest joke, like, after he decides, because he's been so staunch about, like, against helping humans, but he finally has his chance to help humans. He sees her. He's like, we got to go. We got to go do it. I think Donatello was like, I think all his hormones just kicked in.
0: yeah yeah that was cute yeah they all instantly see it and they make fun of him
1: yeah they tease him but that's the other thing they all did feel like brothers also
0: they did they had this cute little report there's like this cute scene right when they come out from beating guys up and they're like just hyping each other and april's like recording them she's like i don't think people want to watch this and they're just like acting so silly
1: yeah like like part of that tiktok generation like things that you would see them do on like tiktok and thinking but they go for so long it's just like okay no like this is terrible but they don't care because they're like so hyped the fact that they just like beat up the bad guys
0: yeah and yeah they just they have this adorable relationship and they feel like brothers they feel like teenagers all this stuff uh the the plot pretty much is is that there's also this secret government plan to like find baxter stockman's work and to create These mutants that he was working on 15 years ago. And so Mm -hmm. when they find the turtles, the government actually steals them and tries to (laughs) milk them of their mutant blood so that they can create their own.
1: Which was so funny, the fact that they ended up getting milked. Like everything that, you know, Splinter was born. Yeah, Splinter.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Who's played by Jackie Chan here. And it's like a very overbearing uh, parent. Why is it problematic?
1: Oh, he's like, what's it called? He has, he's homophobic jackie chan is homophobic he disowned his daughter because she's a lesbian
0: well that is soul crushing because i love jackie chan
1: (gasps) yeah no we can't like jackie chan he is yeah he's homophobic and stuff
0: i'm a lesbian like this is really painful for me anyway all right his daughter has
1: been very vocal about like the absolute mistreatment growing up
0: oh jeez. okay Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Buzzkill.
1: When I found out it was Jackie Chad, I think I was just like, oh, Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know who the voice actor was until after the credits. I was just like, oh, it was Jackie Chad.
0: Anyway, uh, moving on. So a lot of Baxter Stockman's other mutants that he was working on 15 years ago, they've survived and they've grown and they've formed their own little family, but they also now have this plan because they also love human culture and they wanted to assimilate, but Things didn't go well for them either, and so now, led by the giant fly, they're looking to, you know, pretty much kill everyone and and also make all the other animals in the world mutants like them, so that they have the upper hand and whatnot. Yeah,
1: which so, is also very Black Panther like, if you think about it. The ooh. the movie, not the. Movie. What do you mean, Black Panther like? Mm. Well, no. In so you have two different sets of families here, and uh, how they were raised, how they react to that. The 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 hostility from like the real world here. I so, I
2: I think it's all X Men. Oh, the you're plot right. of X Men. That's right. You told because me because X Men. and I'm just like it's oh, no, like, it's yes. like it's Xavier versus Magneto. And literally the plot was a million percent. You're that right. Magneto yep. built a ray to create to turn all the humans into mutants.
1: Yes, that was the, Two? Plot of the first. So segment. that was the first
2: X. So it was like, yeah, uh, we're mutants and we want to l- love humans. And then there was like, oh, another another group that was where hum- we're mutants, excuse me, where he mutants. And we're are, we've been treated by humans. So now we hate humans. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. yeah. You're I right. Mean, yes. It was, you yes. are absolutely right. Yeah. That was uh, exactly That was more or less the plot of this film. Like when Eddie called it out while I was watching, I was just like, oh, my God, you're right. This is the first X- <laughs> yeah yeah and they're literally mutants in this film they are yeah which of... i didn't think that they could get away with that word i thought it was like literally owned by disney now for marvel <laughs> Like I, I, i'm sure that not, word like,
0: existed
1: before disney they can't no, own i that don't world. think it existed before the actual x-men really so i think it comes with that x-men territory yeah I could be mistaken about that. Someone go and correct me. But like New Int itself was I'm pretty sure created by the Marvel. By Marvel. Um, by Stanley. Stanley. Interesting. Uh,
2: and also you, you get that kind of callback moment to Spider Man where it's like all the New Yorkers decide to help out. You know? Yes. It's like yes. You, you, yes. you get like you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us.
1: Yeah. And that's how they talk also. Like like <laughs> Brooklyn.
0: <Nights>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, one second. I actually, so that whole, like, story, too, even though I've seen it before, I just, everything I thought was really well done, like, in this film. And I think, you said the animation... Was beautiful, like that one sequence where mm-hmm. I think they're picturing themselves in high school, or maybe... and no, it's when they're beating up all the guys, and it's like going from scene to scene, but it's like one long shot that dissolves. Oh, from yeah, a different I scene. loved that, one that was actually beautiful. one of my favorite
1: shots of it. Uh it felt yeah. very old boy, old boy. Yeah, old boy like, is a good reference. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, Um I thought that the soundtrack was stellar.
1: Yes, agreed. I thought it
0: like okay, so in Super Mario Brothers, so many of those needle jobs made like make me eye roll. But every single one in this movie, I was like, good. Like when they went from Four Non Blondes' What's Up and then it turned into a car chase and then it turned into the internet version of What's Up with He-Man, I was dead. I was like, oh my God. Is that what that was? That. That's what that it. was. I yes. didn't
1: know that. I thought it was <laughs> a wild choice to pick for a car chase scene, but I, I went with it. It was a fun ride. Like, it, was, yeah. it was, yeah. That's what I will say about this film. It was an absolutely a fun ride it was Um, fun and And it was me. i think one of the things i actually appreciate about the film too was just like there was no shredder because i think sometimes that's what studios do they over rely on the main villain that we associate the heroes with and i think some some of the best films like you don't do that right from the get-go like uh the dark knight trilogy comes to mind like you don't open with the joker you get to know batman first yes and then you introduce his main antagonist uh, same thing here. We got to know these turtles first. And now when Shredder inevitably comes, because we know he's going to come based off of the last shot of the film, uh, we now have more reason to like kind of root for these turtles and stuff and, and learn more about like how, why Shredder becomes such a threat to them. And also yeah.
2: you you do get more uh, the sense that they have more to lose now. To, yeah. Like, with Shredder's, Shredder's presence now. Because now you have the aspect of a found family because mm-hmm. they incorporated all these other mutants into their family now and also they're like this big family living in the sewers Yep. um and 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 now they've integrated have they begun integrated and into society Mm -hmm. going to high school and trying to doing high school things and really excited about that so it's like now they have more to lose and more to protect
1: yeah
0: yeah i i mean overall i thought it was actually Really cute. And it's so nice to go to the movies and just, like, be in and out within an hour and a half.
1: That's (laughs) true. It was also not a long movie. Uh, Yeah. It was just... It flowed very well. uh I... Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. I... I got to say, it's been like just a pleasant surprise after pleasant, because I did not. Right. I, I thought it was going to be like a beautiful movie, but I didn't think the storyline was going to be like as moving as it was. And it's just like, Eddie's right. This was a story about found family from two different mm-hmm. found families. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, there was a sequence where uh, Splinter realizes that like all he is, he's a different side of the coin from Superfly, right? Like all he was, like Superfly was just, he decided to use rage Mm-hmm. as his reaction where splinter was afraid he's just like no we're gonna hide and uh it's you know what what is it uh 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 fight or flight shredder uh splinter was flight and superfly is fight yes yep and uh i yeah it was i thought it was just an overall it was a very charming film uh even That's april like it, yeah. you know finally like coming to her own and like like getting on camera to, like, report to the news and say it's just like, no, guys, they're the good guys, like, because... I love that about the, the commentary. Like the media is so quick to like villainize yeah. people, yeah. especially others. And like immediately they were villainizing these the heroes, yeah. but like yeah. April O'Neil has to come in and kinda like set the record straight. I also love the fact that like she's so through she so threw up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was funny. And
0: I loved Leonardo's speech, which is just like, We're doing this for the wrong reasons. We shouldn't be doing this for the fame. We shouldn't be doing this for the glory. Mm-hmm. You know, we should be doing it because it's the right thing to do. And then Raphael's like, Hey you actually sound like a leader there. Well, yeah. like you know? Even
2: going even going back, I'm going to beat the horse. It's even deeper than that because they were like, we wanted to do this to be accepted, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? And then it got to the point, like, why you know, like, the X-Men, the question is always, why are we protecting those who hate us so much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Why are we using our gifts uh, to help those who hate us? And yeah. that was that question, too, with they had a face. It's like, they had made a decision. We're going to do this We're gonna fight to the very end to protect these people. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah.
0: And like, we shouldn't be wanting other people's acceptances until we have our own first kind of a thing. Right. So yeah, it's. I think it's actually a good movie for kids too. Like I could see kids getting Mm. into it. It was fun. I mean,
1: talk about like giving fresh life to this franchise. Exactly. Franchise is over. What? Yeah.
0: Fifty years old. Uh, it's probably forty at this point. Yeah, forty well, fifty. Well, the
1: the the comics started in the in the eighties, right? So, uh, the movie came out in ninety. So yeah, so math, it's f- forty. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. not that old. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I do math wrong. My second
0: favorite film of all of them, to be honest. Like, I think yeah, finally. I yeah. I would
1: agree. I I thought that this one was gonna be my. favorite. Favorite out of them, but then rewatching the 1990 film, I was just like, "No, oh, 1991 classic. is still yeah, it's so good." Classic, like those yeah. those those costumes hold up still in a really yeah. nice way, and it's just like I just I don't know. It makes me miss when we put time and effort in prosthetics.
0: Yeah, no, it does. But instead, this is a nice like okay, time and effort into this beautiful animation. Oh yeah, no, really I, I'm different. I'm fine with that. Like oh, animation, yeah, that,
2: it's,
1: I'm all yeah. for it.
0: Yeah. Like because
1: i think it gives just it gives you the opportunity to like create beautiful sequences that you wouldn't be able to film yeah. like for example that sequence when that we're, we're seeing like that tracking like that, that 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 profile shot of like the turtles fighting and like it's cutting to like different places and stuff like that you know you you could do that in live action but like why you could also just animate in this beautiful rendering you know yeah yeah, so. no absolutely I, thought I it mean, was, I thought it was
0: nice. And like you said, you know, week before we did Haunted Mansion, which we also were pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. Then we had Barbie before that. I forgot what was before Barbie, but like everything that we've been going to the theaters for has been worth it.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Which is good. Yeah,
0: that is good. Indiana it's
1: Jones. A- that was a previous one.
0: And, yet, and you know what didn't hate
1: I, that I, I, oh, yeah, 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 no, I was glad I, that, I actually
2: yeah. I, was, yeah, I, was, I was glad that I saw that in the theater I really yeah, enjoyed actually because I, of Sam. that
1: movie we checked out Fleabag and we finished it oh yeah there you go hey let see? me tell and you Fleabag oh she's great. so good yeah. and she wrote she's, it oh my god she oh yeah wrote she's, it. she's brilliant yeah, I mean my her. god yeah <laughs> i want that to get revived
2: Uh, i want it to be like another season throw
1: lots of money at her give me another season she should have another show
0: yeah all of her shows like her other show before that the one about them like renting i think it might even be called renting hilarious so she should do another show she's great at those but anyway all right well i guess that just about wraps up the Teenage Mm -hmm. Mutant Ninja Turtles
1: do you want to do a quick uh lightning round You lead the way with how you want to do that. So you just pick which film version do you like best of these characters. Oh. I'm going to start off with Splinter,
0: original 90s.
1: Eddie?
2: Yes, I self identify
1: with that. I think I might go with the 2023 one. I thought he was. Uh, it was just something funny. I actually thought I didn't know it was Jackie Chan. I thought it was like a Jewish man who's was, was who's bitter.
2: So all right, I just, all right. Let's. I, I didn't want to say it, but th- it did give that vibe <laughs> yeah, of I like, uh, uh, like. A, I thought it was like a caricature. It's like, a a what are you like, doing it was to that me? It's like, it was movie.
1: I just thought like, okay, like it's
2: probably. But you said oh, it was yeah. Jackie Chan, and I was just like, wait a minute, what am I missing here? <laughs>
1: That is not racist, what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I thought because of Seth Rogen, I was just like, okay, so he decided to make Splinter Jewish. That's an interesting, that is an interesting choice. <laughs> and then I come to find out his Jackie channel, just like, wait, that makes less sense. Oh went but I loved it. It was so weird. Um, I, I love the Splinter. Um, let's go with Michelangelo. Ooh, I guess I'm going to have to go 2023. Okay. He Eddie? was
0: more of a character here.
1: Yeah, I agree
2: uh i don't know i think the original the
1: 1990
2: yeah Uh, you know tell you the truth it it, there it's not gonna matter to me (laughs) it's not (laughs) i think i might
1: go with 2023 as well uh donatello i'm gonna have to go with this one too because again
0: donatello actually stood out in this one more than he has in other ones
1: i agree so eddie you don't care yeah I think I think he was good in this one too yeah I would go 2023 for Donatello yeah. Leonardo
0: I think I'm gonna have to go 2023
1: <laughs> really okay yeah. He, he Eddie? I liked his arc here he, he had a good arc he had uh, and he was very very much present Eddie which color was he he's blue oh my god yeah <laughs> Uh, you're also going 2023 yeah yeah all right now the big the, one Big one Raphael.
0: oh 1990s hands down
1: okay eddie
2: i could see that i enjoyed him in the cartoon versions like the cartoon series
1: okay we're not counting though
2: all right but we're not uh, the the first one the
1: 1990 okay yeah. so for me this is going to be the kicker i'm going to go with the tmnt one because he had like that alter ego costume design too because he was like an other vigilante while leonardo was away ah I like that's this. right i like yeah. that raphael okay uh, and since we covered it on the podcast he he he's clear for landing
0: he is clear for landing and last but not least april oh my god
1: of course april 2023 one for me
0: 2023 one i just yeah. really like seeing her the what they did with her here she's just yeah. more than like all the other ones just kind of seem vapid <clears throat> they didn't do enough with her character. Suit. And then, like, even suit. though they made April, like, the star of the 2014 one, it still didn't seem like a thought-out character, oddly enough. I'm glad they gave her, so. like, a
1: leather, like, a yellow leather jacket. Yes. I why? don't know why. Like, because, <laughs> like, I associate April with that yellow jumpsuit, Mm. which she didn't wear in any of the Ninja Turtle films. It's just like, why? Like, come yeah. on why and give D. me that yellow jumpsuit at least she was also it would have been off for of the color yellow scheme. clothing in uh 2023 i'm sorry Eddie. what
2: i feel like that the the, sk- the color scheme of the movie i think that yellow would have
1: uh, yes it's true <laughs> like, like just seeing uh, <laughs> in a dark city of new york this yellow jumpsuit but it's the 90s it's the 90s it is the 90s, That's all 90s. I to say.
0: it is it is <laughs> All right, well, Um, I guess that just about wraps up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So are you a big turtle fan? Have you seen any of these movies? Anything that we missed or anything you want to comment on? You should reach out. These are the ways you can reach out. Email us, revivals at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media, on Instagram, at RemakesRebootsRevivals, at Twitter, at RemakesPodcast. You mm-hmm. can search for us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Remakes, Reboots, and Revivals. And if you're listening to this on a podcasting platform, just go to it right now, click our name, RemakesRebootsRevivals, and leave us a little rating. And if you can, leave us a review, and you can let us know your
1: thoughts there as well. Yes, and do not forget guys This Wednesday, we are going to be At, well, this Wednesday the 16th uh, We're going to be at Corgi For uh, uh, Trivia! Cheers, yes, cheers Queer, a trivia night So come out and support You can get uh, Prizes and uh, Rapid HIV testing provided by The Hudson Pride Center
0: And uh, really nice Gin drinks, so
1: Beautiful gin drinks, gorgeous
0: Alright well I'll see you there on Wednesday Rolando.
1: I will see you there hopefully. I don't know if you can see on camera but I have a I've had a sty in my eye that I got from the wedding that I was in I assume. I don't know. So I'm hoping it will be down by then.
0: Yeah I'm hoping so too.
1: Yeah it's fine. Like I'll be at a distance from people. It's not contagious Nicole. Don't make that face. Just,
0: he looks, across the room.
2: Looks like a mutant.
0: <laughs> uh, Alright well until then guys stay in original